Hello, this is Andrew Ross with the Manly Things Podcast. And this is Justin Bush. Thanks for joining us as we continue our series on EDC or the things that we like to carry. EDC, what does that stand for one more time? Uh, Eggs. No, everyday carry. Everyday carry. <laughs> Man, you're about to come up with something funny. I, I was not quick-witted enough for that. <laughs> I was hoping to be... That was a chance for me to be clever, but I was not. I failed. It's all good, man. Story of my life. Everyday carry. Um, we started this four weeks ago. We This is the first time we've missed a week, and it's all my fault. No, I mean, it's just life's happened. Well, yeah, as many of you guys know, I'm a youth pastor. For When summer comes, summer is like prime time youth ministry. Like It's like, go, go, go. Here's what we're going to do. And So two weeks ago, we had our teen camp. And then last week we were on vacation, so we had to miss. And I'm sorry, Manly Things listeners. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I mean, my brother actually called me, oh, and no. he's like, uh, "Dude, did you guys do a podcast?" I'm like, "No, we we didn't do a podcast." <laughs> Fan base coming yeah, out asking, I, "Yeah, man, we what had happened? we had like two people realize my brother, <laughs> <laughs> three people, me, you, and your brother realized that we didn't do a podcast." So yeah, but I mean, you know, life happens. Uh, my granny probably realized too. She listens every every two weeks. So. <laughs> there you go. We've got a mad following. That's, I love that's it. True. Hey, strong. I'd rather have a small, strong following. It's true, man. Um, we're about quality, not quantity. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever makes us feel better feel about good. ourselves. Yeah. We're having fun. That's all that matters, right? That's right. That's it's like right. what the guy who loses every sport says. It's for we're having fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Winning doesn't matter. Yeah. It does. We'll talk about that another time, though, maybe yeah. sports and losing. But, yeah, so I was on vacation um, last week. Where'd you guys go? We went to um, Lake Cumberland in Kentucky, and we had a, a lake house there, a small little house. It was nice, the backyard. There was a hill, but it was uh, around Lake Cumberland. You really can't get lake access because basically all around the lake, it's limestone. Like, it's cut in. So, like... No one around there can really have lake access from a house. Um, but our house was right on it, so we had this beautiful uh, look of the, the lake because we were up high. And one thing I know about Lake Cumberland as well is it's not just a giant, like, round lake. It's, like, multiple, like, fingers and, like, directions. Like, it's easy to get lost in this lake because it goes all over the place. And to, like, drive to the other end of it, it's, like, an hour and a half just because it's, like, a weird layout of a lake. But, um, yeah, we had a good time. Went down there, got the house, got a boat. Um, Judah actually got to catch his first fish, which was awesome. Awesome. Um, it was a little bluegill, obviously. Did he have a cool little fishing pole? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He's got one of those that we got on that the line goes through the rod. Okay. So there's not like an exposed line. So it's like good for little kids. So oh, it can't yeah. get tangled at all <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. That sounds better than the ones we have <laughs> that get tangled up all the time. Oh, yeah. The kitty caster, I think is what it's called. Kitty caster. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I'm telling you, that kid is not like me at all. Because when, when I was a kid, I know this doesn't sound manly. I would not touch bugs. I wouldn't just go grab things like fish or worms. Like nowadays, I love fishing. So like I'm fine with the fish and worms. But He's that, kissing them. Dude. First one he catched, like I'm like, all right, you got you got kiss, and he just grabs it from the side and just plants like the biggest full on like two <laughs> lips to the side of the fish, slime coming off. I was like, all right, dude, all right, <laughs> you're, really, you're one of those. You're really gonna go for it. <laughs> so 
it was cool. It was good. Um, got on the lake, got a swim, went to the beach. We went to this place called Kentucky Down Under near Mammoth Cave. In fact, actually one of the Mammoth Cave systems in Kentucky Down Under. It's a zoo. Okay. <laughs> Kentucky Down Under. It's a zoo that uh, is Aust- it's an Australian zoo in the middle of Kentucky. Kentucky Down yeah. Under. Yes, and so it's funny. They have kangaroos there and Mate. some other things. But what was really funny is that you can rent golf carts. So we obviously had to rent a golf cart, and it really wasn't that big like big of a zoo. So I'm like, we just spent $30 to go up a hill and come back down the hill, basically. So Awesome. It was good, but I do have one slightly funny story. It's a poop story. Um, okay. All poop stories are good. So there was one night we're hanging out at the lake, and... Um, Judah, for some reason that week, decided, like, i go to the bathroom by myself. Like, when he had to go, he wanted to go in there, close the door, like, I'd do it, Mommy. And, like, the first, like, few days, like, he was doing awesome going in there, going to the bathroom. And then one time we were we were hanging out. Um, he was in this, my, my mom brought this, like, inflatable pool to put outside so he can have a little swimming pool there. He's like, I need to go poop. And so we go in there, and he's like, Mommy, I'd do it myself. And I says, okay. And she goes to close the door, <laughs> and all of a sudden he goes, Mommy, I'm pooping right now. <laughs> and he's just standing there, and there's poop just running down his leg. And Sam comes out with his Crocs that are covered in poop and hands it to me. He's like, you need to clean these up. And um, So, yeah, so we haven't let <laughs> Judah go to the bathroom by himself since that day, but uh, – I'm pooping right now. Yeah, he's like, oh, mommy, I'm pooping right now. And going, he's just standing there, and he's like, doesn't know what to do. He's he's like really scared. And well, at least you recognized it, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess. I, <laughs> I guess, mean, I guess that's good. He wasn't fast enough. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's a, uh, it's quick. It's a sticky situation. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> You gotta go oh, fast. Now yeah. he'll know. Now he knows. Now, next time he's got to start a little earlier. That's right. Before but, he gets the urge to splurge. Yeah. So, besides that, everything was good. We ended the week back at my parents' house near Cincinnati. Took him to his first Reds game. Cool. And where we were sitting was like perfect. It was in the middle. So as you're coming out of the box, you go down just a bit to our seat. So as you go down, like as soon as you walk out, you see the field. And I remember I was already sitting in our seat, and I hear Sam and him coming down the thing, and I turn and look. And, like, when he sees the field, his face is, like, this giant smile, like, almost, like, amazed, like, because it is, a like, you know, to walk into a stadium. And he was like, Daddy, we at the Reds game. We going to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so awesome. that was really cool. To Did you guys get a certificate there. for him? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got the certificate. First Reds game. Ended up losing two to three to the Braves, but there was, like, 22 hits between the two teams. So it was, like. It was a fun game. It was a fun, good one for Judah to watch. Yeah. Or some kind of watch, yeah. maybe. <laughs> he was going wild the whole time because he was eating sugar the whole time. And he was just going like, Joey Votto. Like the whole time, like, Joey Votto's not batting, buddy. But he just, Joey Votto. That's awesome. That's cool. Shout Mark. out Joey Votto. Uh, shout out our podcast, Manly Things Podcast, Joey Votto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my nephew, he just went to his first Reds game. And uh, he got a little certificate or whatnot. Yeah. I think it's cool to do that. So you can kind of keep it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But what's uh, the new thing in the Bush house is uh, there's there's another member in the family. Boom. At home. Yeah. We've got another baby boy finally came. Family Uh, of five. Yep. Family of five. Three little boys. Rugrats running around. Uh, This little guy's name is Jones. Jones Bush. Jones Carter Bush. 
Yeah, so, so all Jays, if no one's caught on. Yep. Jet Jason Jones. I get them mixed up now. It's going <laughs> to just continue to get worse. The Triple J. It sounds like a truck stop. The, the Triple, tr- triple J. Triple J, yeah. yeah. We'll have to. I'm sure there'll be some interesting names that <laughs> that come, but yeah. but they he's dude awesome. I mean, right now, yeah. I mean, don't tell my other kids, but this one's playing his cards to become the favorite. Ooh. I mean, sleeping pretty decent <laughs> for a newborn, eating pretty well, pretty chill, doesn't cry too much. Yeah. I mean, it's he, funny because like when you first just have babies, you want them to get older, but as they get older, like Jason, Jet, are then you realize they're a handful. No, no. I thought. I we thought, oh man, when having three kids, like it's gonna be tough to like. How are we gonna deal with a baby? No, no, man, the baby is the easy one. Yes, it's the other two I don't that even... make you want to throw your head through a wall some days. <laughs> I don't. We don't even have the our babies yet, and I said babies because yeah, we're having twins. But I can already know that Judah's gonna be the one. Judah's gonna be the one that you were just <laughs> flipping out on. Uh, Mom, can you come get him and take him for a week or two? Dude, it's uh, but I mean, all in all, it's good. They they like their little brother. They love their little brother. Yeah, they just want to be too helpful sometimes, and yep, you know. But it's all good. It's fun. Are fun, you fun are times. you training them to change diapers and feed the baby at all? No, man. Uh, Jet is like giving him the pacifier king. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jet will like he'll always take the pacifier if Jet gives it to him. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Jet's just very persistent, I guess. If he wants to spit it out, Jet's like, "No, bro, you're taking no, this. this is you, man." <laughs> but it's uh, this it's going, job. it's it's going well. So we're everything's good in the bush house. Glad to be back doing the mainly things podcast. Yeah, yes, you yes, know? yes, yes. To to continue whatever episode this is. Yeah, whatever. 12. 12. Probably. Episode 12, probably. probably if I'm guessing. If yep. I'm a betting man. I was about to say 11. I'm going to bet 12. Okay. I'm going to say 11. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember I made, we made a big deal about 10, but I don't remember saying 11, but we might have. Who knows? I mean, whatever. Anyways, that was a good 10 seconds of podcast. Uh. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Tonight's topic, Manly Things topic of the night, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Kentucky Down Under. Yes. Because all I could think about when you said that was, that's not a knife. That's, that's a, a knife. knife. <laughs> I could think of Crocodile Dundee yes. and knife. And tonight we are talking about pocket knives, yes. things that we should carry every day and you should carry every day too. And we'll get into some of that here yes now <laughs> <laughs> starting now on the mainly things segment we're going to talk about pocket knives now listen pocket knives um, my parents still laugh because like when i was a kid um, gatlinburg tennessee was the place that we went for mm-hmm. vacation a lot and i got really in the pocket knife i remember the first pocket knife i got was at the china bazaar in okay. downtown gatlinburg tennessee wasn't a nice knife. It was probably like a $10 knife or something. I, I was probably seven or eight years old. But man, when I got that knife, I was hooked immediately. I'm just like, I want more knives. And the two things I, I always wanted was like a knife and a lighter. Don't know why. <laughs> I just thought destruction and different things. And so I got really into like collecting pocket knives and lighters. So I'm excited to talk about pocket knives. I haven't been collecting as much lately as I was when I was a teen and kid, but I still got a pretty good collection. And 
love carrying a knife as well. Yeah, and you know, that's the thing is collecting knives. If you like knives, you want to collect knives. That's one thing. But even if you don't, yeah, you're going to be hearing this a lot tonight. Andrew and I have what I call our manly fidget toy. That's right. A.K.A. a pocket knife. Yes. And uh, so if you hear those, we we are flipping pocket knives as we're sitting here talking. It might be annoying, but I don't care because this is this is what we're doing today. This is what we like to do. This is what we're doing. That's right. So, you know, that that's a point. There's collecting pocket knives, but I firmly believe, and we, we'll get into this, I firmly believe everyone should carry one anyway i mean even if you just have one knife one pocket knife yeah um i'll make a case at some point in a blog post teaser right here everyone teaser to to list to read the blog post when i write it (laughs) of why you should carry two knives yes and we'll get into that in the blog post. In the I'm blog not post, gonna do not that. Here. Not here. Not now. If you want the extra content, <laughs> the, all you, you gotta, gotta do is pay the subscription. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For five simple for, for our monthly subscription plan. Yeah. No of. kidding. <laughs> but anyway, so knives. The best way to me to start off talking about pocket knives is what is your best pocket knife story. Maybe a cut, maybe yeah. a something that's happened to you. And if you need time to think, I can go while you're thinking. Yeah, I just you, threw you, you on the spot. No, right you now. go first because there's like I have like three that came to mind, and so now I want to narrow it down. I want to hear yours first. Okay, so that way I don't tell something very similar. So my first pocket knife was actually a uh, Swiss Army knife, Victoria Knox Tinker. Oh, okay. it was black. Yeah. And um, it had like a Cub Scout logo on it. I was in Cub Scouts and I finally was getting ready to get my own knife. And my my grandma, my mamaw Bush, I know she bought that knife for me. I remember buying it in the Scout store when the Scout store was a part of one of my favorite hunting and outdoor stores, Fin Feather and Fur, up north in Ashland, Ohio. And so buy this knife. Uh, it's super cool. Love it. You're super safe with it. You know, all the safety things. Well, one day, I forget how old I was even, maybe third grade-ish. Yeah. Um, my next door neighbor and I, my neighbor and one of my best friends, uh, you know, growing up, we played outside together uh, every single day um, for hours and hours and hours, sun up to sundown, played something. Um, after school, we'd be outside playing something outside, whatever it is. Well, he had a pocket knife. I had a pocket knife. Yeah. So we're outside and there's this play set, this wooden play set in between our two houses. Okay. And we were up there and we were like stabbing, you know, the play set, the wooden play set with Uh a knife. Well, my knife was so sharp. It was pretty much brand new and it was a slip joint. So a slip joint means there's no locking mechanism. Right. So you just open, just like your classic folding knife, a case knife, yeah. your Swiss Army knives, that's a slip joint. So you just, I just stabbed it into the wood, and apparently oh. my knife had like folded down oh. and then came back up. But I didn't even know it. Yeah. I didn't even feel anything. And then all of a sudden, Jeffrey looks at me. And he's like, you're bleeding. 
you're bleeding. You need to come inside. So we, you know, I think I left my knife stuck in the wood. I go inside to his house. Yeah. You know, we're right next door to each other. And we go inside, and he's uh, telling me, you know, put your finger on the sink. Here we are, like third, fourth grade, second, and third. I don't know. We're pretty young. Yeah. He's like, apply pressure. Apply pressure. As it's running underwater. All of a sudden, his mom was in the living room or something. She goes, what do you mean apply pressure? <laughs> and she comes running into the kitchen to see what's going on. And she looks and she's like, oh, honey, you're going to need some stitches. So yeah. she's, you know, she wraps it up in a towel and we walks me over to my parents' house, back to my house and shows mom. And, you know, I'm, I'm almost scared, not because I've, I'm bleeding, I, I, don't really care. It didn't hurt. But I'm like, oh, no, they're going to take my pocket knife away from oh, me. Yeah. I'm never going to get to have it again. Yes. So th- I have three stitches. Still have the scar today on my left. my left pointer finger right above the knuckle where I got three stitches from, from that pocket knife. That's that's crazy. If you look right here on that knuckle right there. Oh, there it is. That's yeah. from a K-bar knife, actually. So on my right pointer finger, I'll just tell that really quick because my other story, they're both super fast. I was at my buddy's house and he had a K-bar knife. Uh, well, if you know like the military. Military yes. grade you know, K-bar, like, kni- K-bar yeah. knife. It was K-bar brand. And we were being dumb. We And we were listening to like music. And I had this knife. And I was like kind of like dancing <laughs> around with this knife, all right? But... <laughs> Super cool, super <laughs> safe, super <laughs> smart. That's right. Don't, yeah, we're not a, uh, whatever. Don't, don't do what I did. Um, and so his mom calls down for dinner, and I went go to grab the sheath, and I just go to like slide it in. Didn't know the top of the sheath had a slit in between, like so the top had like these two brackets, but like in between, it was open. So I just did it real fast. Well, that knife came up through the sheath opening and just sliced across that finger i remember i like threw that knife down on the ground i went running into the the bathroom and i literally like when i did this you could see the knuckle and i remember his mom was like freaking out they just wrapped it in gauze and uh man it did not stop bleeding and she thought like he's gonna need stitches and his uh, my friend's dad was like oh i think he's fine it stopped bleeding but i got a pretty good pretty good scar there from it yeah (laughs) Um, another quick one. I'll do one more quick one. So the first like nice knife I got, I think I was probably ten years old. Christmas Eve, my papal bought me a, a buck knife. Mm-hmm. It was a slip joint, the three blades on it. You know, the one blade and the two other ones. Super excited because he got it for me at Knife Works actually, okay. down near Gatlinburg. Yeah. It's the largest knife store. And um, I remember, like, my parents like, all right, let, let me hold it. And I'm like, no, I want to play with it. And obviously, like, when you have a knife, when I was a kid, like, all I was aching for is someone saying, does someone have a knife? So I'd be like, I do. Like, pull it out, especially, like, Christmas. <laughs> like, I got this. Like Everyone wants to be the person who has the knife. Yeah, right? anyone got a knife? Like, I always want to be that guy, me, and just waiting. Um, so they finally gave it to him. I'm sitting there. They're like, Andrew, be really careful with it. All right, it's sharp. And, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I, and I remember I went to close it. And it sliced one of my fingers Christmas Eve. And I was there thinking, oh, crap, because my parents were trying to take it from me. I kept saying I was going to be safe with it. wasn't going to cut myself. And I was thinking they're going to get mad at me. And still to this day, we talk about it because I said, Mom, don't worry. Don't be mad. But I cut myself. I'm fine. And I remember like it 
it was just a funny story because they were just trying to like take it from me the whole time and i was like no i want it and i was opening up <laughs> gifts with it and then just like boom like cut myself I'm like dang it it's like the red rider bb gun i wasn't gun. ready <laughs> i wasn't ready for it it's like the whole red rider bb gun and christmas story of That's mom i'm gonna be safe and no i'm not gonna you safe, shoot so. your eye out kid so. So yes, there's a. I I told two stories. Sorry about that. No, that's cool. Knife stories are, you know, especially for. I mean, for anyone, boys and girls, I assume. But I feel like all young boys all have a knife story. You gotta have a knife story. All yes. guys have some sort of knife story where they did something stupid or they have a cut on their finger from a knife, and oh yeah, it happens. Yep. But and when you have a knife as a boy. You have it out and use it a bunch. Like, I remember just, like, I needed sticks to whittle sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't do anything with them. Yeah. But I just sit there and just whittle the sticks because I make my pocket. Make things yeah. with them. And yeah. throw them into the ground or something. And Yeah. So, so knives in general, why do you think every guy, okay. a manly thing, why should you carry a knife? For me, you know, it's funny. Anymore, I have one knife I carry a lot, and the lot, the one that I have has like that seat little seatbelt cutter right here. Mm-hmm. So I like fishing a lot. And I'm telling you, that comes in like ha- like comes in handy because all I gotta do is pull that out and just boom, cut the line like that. It's because it's right there at the end, and the line goes right into it, into a a, a blade inside of it, and then cuts it. Um, I like it for, for many different reasons, but um. It's funny. I saw something on Facebook not long ago. Uh, it said if you're ever in need or like if your car ever breaks down or if something happens, look for the guy with the pocket knife. He can probably help you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so true because it's like it's a guy like that carries a pocket knife. It's like that guy wants to be well prepared. And I think that's basically what it is. It's like the guy who carries a knife is probably the one who's ready for most of those things, right? Yeah. But, man, you know, most days you don't use it. But when you do need it, it's nice to have a pocket knife. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I think that every person, every person, now I know there's professions in which you can't have knives on you or whatever, but uh, if you are allowed to, to have a, a knife on you in your place of work, um, even if it's for simple things, opening mail, opening boxes, mm-hmm. uh, we live in the age of Amazon. Yes. So how many boxes, especially during this past year of 2020, come to the door and you need knives, whatever, something quick, flip open, do your thing. And and I'm a big proponent, too, of of something. I mean, there's the traditional knives, the slip joints, the folders. Yep. Um, I like something that you can come out with a flipper tab or thumb studs that... Uh, or uh, you know this uh, the little hole the big hole they call it the spidey hole yep uh, spider co yep um this is a particular one I have in front of me right here is a benchmade mini griptilian but it's a uh, you know anything like that that's a quick de- deployment yeah um you're gonna be used to, you're gonna use it more you pull it out you flip it open do your thing stick it back in your pocket no one even sees that you've had a knife yeah you know it's it's one of those things that. I feel like you use way more when you have it than you ever thought you would. Yes. 
I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I said, I mean, I've always loved knives. I don't know what it is about it. But um and the thing is too, like a knife and and we can get into this too, like the different kinds of knives or or what kind of knife do you like or you know, are you someone who likes to have multiple knives? Or are you someone who likes to have different knives to choose from? Or are you like the the classic that like I want my one pocket knife that like I'm going to use till it falls apart, and or like my kids use it? You know, everyone's got a a pocket knife, or some people have pocket knives from like their grandfathers or something. Yeah. You know, do you want that kind of heirloom esque type knife? Um, and, and those are all things to, to think about and consider, but you don't have to have, um, the cheapest of the cheapest knives. In fact, I would encourage people to not buy the cheapest of the cheapest. You can buy, you can buy a knife. So I'm going to throw out a brand and a a K bar, K bar, your big K bar knife, military knife. They make a super cheap little folder with a lock back. It's called a K-Bar Dozier, D-O-Z-I-E-R. I had one of those. I think I, I lost it or I broke it. I used the crap out of it. I mean, I used it to death um, at work, uh, using it to split open bundles, cut some mm-hmm. strapping, all sorts of stuff. So, and it's like a $20 knife. Yeah. And you think, oh, 20 bucks for a knife when I can buy one for 5 bucks. Well, that knife is like pretty decent quality for $20. Yes. Um, you go up to $30, you can buy a really nice knife for $30, $35. Yeah. Well, and if you buy that $5 knife, you're just asking for a pocket knife story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're <laughs> at, you're asking for a, a scar on the finger pocket knife story. Yeah. I spent $5 on this knife, and it the lock failed, and it came back and sliced my finger open, or it fell apart in the middle of something you know yep the plastic handle snapped the lock mechanism didn't work it's broken it's broken when you need it the most yeah i would always uh, say twenty dollars is where you need to start at the least yeah. yeah um and then like you said 30 or 40 bucks can actually get you a pretty decent knife a super good knife yeah. that that I, I mean and then you can get into you know they really? make they make hundreds of dollar knives yes um all the way up to like six seven hundred dollars but you know, those are a lot of show pieces, art pieces. Yeah. You're not carrying um, that in your pocket. And no, you're not. <laughs> busting open uh, skids and pallets, or, or not pallets, no. <laughs> bundles at work with that. No, not at all. But, you know, for me, I'm uh, the two knives that I carry most um, is one is a called a Civivi, yep. Civivi Elementum. And uh, it's a. It's a super nice little knife. Uh, it has a little flipper tab action. It's like a three-inch blade, three and something, just a four-inch handle. You can just fit all your fingers on it, and that's me. I like a knife that I can fit all my fingers on. Okay. Um, I don't like it to be much bigger than fitting all my fingers on. I don't want a monster of a knife, but I don't want a teeny tiny thing either. I want to be able to fit all four fingers on it, and that's it. Okay. What about you? Do you what size knife do you like? I I do like all getting all the four fingers on there, but I honestly kind of like them a little bit smaller. Honestly, I don't know what it is about a little bit smaller knife. It feels like I can control a little better. Although that doesn't make sense. Does I, it make I, you feel like your hands are bigger? It does. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, 
like I said, the one I, for me, a knife, I want a, um, I don't want serrated blade. No, no. Don't want serrated. Um, but it's funny, like one I probably use the most anymore was a, uh, a gift I got being a groomsman for my brother-in-law's wedding. He gave us these Gerber multi-tools. Mm-hmm. And I just keep it in my, I, keep, oh, I have a fishing bag, and I keep that thing in there. And, man, I use that thing so much fishing. Obviously, I like fishing because I've been talking about fishing a lot, and that's what I use most of my knives for. Um, but, you know, I have a collection of knives that I keep downstairs, and I have, like, one or two knives that I carry. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I should carry some of those other ones, but I'm just a person of habit, like, where I get one or two I really like, and I'm just like, I'm just going to carry these two. That's, that's kind of where apart. I'm at. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at. I have some knives that sit in the basement, and some are like you know more sentimental piece things or whatever. Um, but then others are you know the Civivi and then a Benchmade Mini Grip Tillion with a upgraded steel CPM twenty CV. Um, I I can get super nerdy with this. <laughs> I won't. I won't. But. It, it's a it's a super nice knife. This is a this is the most expensive knife knife I own. I said Benchmade's a really good brand, but yeah, Benchmade, Spyderco. You go with either one of those, you're paying you're paying upwards of a hundred, hundred and some dollars. Mm-hmm. But it's probably going to be one of the last knives you ever need. It's probably going to be su- it's going to be super good working knife, um, and. Wait, you really can't go wrong with it. Here's a good question before we end this. Okay. Do you sharpen your knives? Um, No, actually, this is part of my problem. No, I don't because I don't want to ruin them. Okay. I have some knives, some knives, actually the K-Bar Dozier because it was so cheap. I tried to sharpen it myself on something that wasn't really a knife sharpener. It was kind of stupid to even try, Mm -hmm. but I thought I'd try. I ruined it. Um, Okay. So I've not tried to do it myself. I know they make their a tool called like a work sharp that uh, pretty much is supposed to be super easy, like a, a belt, oh, like, kind of a belt that, that does it. You slide it through yep. and it's electronic. But I've not tried that. And I have a stone, but it's a cheap stone. I'm not going to try a expensive knife <laughs> on a stone to ruin yeah. My, so when I was living with my papal, he had a really nice workshop. And just rain, I don't know why, and I think it came in his shop when he bought his house is why he has this. But it was one of those bench top at, um, knife sharpeners mm-hmm. with different attachments, like the thing that like would turn. And so it had like the sharpening stone. And it had different levels. You can take it off, put it on. Then it had the polishing side on the other thing. So you'd sharpen it and bring it over the polisher. And it, but the stone would have like a water trough that it was going through at different speeds. And oh, wow. dude, like I got to where I could like make a knife super sharp on that thing, like super nice. Um, and I miss having that now. He did give, yeah. I do have a stone that he gave me. It's actually a pretty nice one. But I still feel like I'm not that great at it. Yeah, I because I, I don't need do to it learn. Often. I need to learn. I need some cheap ones to practice with, mm-hmm. and have, I guess, everything I watch. I watch YouTube videos for everything. You learn how to do everything on YouTube anymore. Yeah, that's Who basically college, school, right? College, YouTube <laughs> University, <laughs> pretty much. I got my doctorate from YouTube. Yeah, so. I mean that's pretty much any project I've tried to do is watching YouTube videos. That's where I start. So. If you are out there listening to this and you don't have a pocket knife, go buy a pocket knife. Spend $20. Go on Amazon. 
by Blade Blade HQ. Blade HQ. See, I just always say Amazon because I'm yeah, like, I, I mean, go you, on there. You can't go to Amazon, but you go to like Blade HQ and you literally are going to have any knife that you could ever imagine. Yeah. And you'll be able to hear from knife people, watch some reviews yeah. online. Yeah. Type in EDC knives uh, under 40 bucks. Whatever price top, range you want. Yeah. Top five ni- EDC knives on YouTube. And you'll get this. You'll start seeing some knives that are on the many knives that are reoccurring on those segments. That you may be like, "Yeah, let's try that one." So, yeah, get yeah. yourself a good knife. Absolutely, not hundreds of dollars, but get yourself a good knife. Yep, absolutely. So, that's kind of where we are tonight with the manly things segment with pocket knives. I think every man should carry every every woman too. Carry a pocket knife. It's going to be a much more useful tool than you may have ever thought. Or just grab. Or just carry a sword. Or carry a sword. <laughs> Machetes. Yes. Everywhere you go. Or just a big K-bar. Or a Crocodile D- Dundee style knife. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Probably I have one not. of those, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, uh, I, d- I don't have one of those. I've, I used to have a throwing hatchet. I have some throwing knives. Okay. So okay. we can get together. <laughs> just throw some things. <laughs> throw some stuff at wood. Be man. awful at throwing things. <laughs> All right, well, this has been our Manly Things segment here, and we are going to move on to the six, six, five. And we have Justin Bush bringing us some good words. Yeah, today, um, this is something that's been on my mind. Actually, it seems like every time I'd either been listening to some sort of podcast or even, you know, at church, uh, Pastor Troy spoke about Joseph a few Sundays ago. Um, but Joseph, the story of Joseph in different parts, there's so many different yeah. things you could talk about within the story of Joseph. Of Joseph. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just real quick, I'll try to make this fast because there may be some people who, who's Joseph. Um, Joseph was this guy, he was the favorite son and kind of bragged a little bit about yeah. Um, being the favorite and you out know having 12. having dreams out of yeah out of these twelve son uh, twelve brothers and uh, his brothers didn't like it they ended up selling him long story short they ended up selling him into slavery <laughs> I'm gonna go re- give you the super short version gets sold into slavery um, works for this guy gets put in jail. Um, and then is successful in the jail and then ends up pretty much ends up working for the Pharaoh being the number two guy in all of Egypt, Yes, becoming Pharaoh's right hand man. No one was more powerful than Joseph than Pharaoh himself. Right. Um, if you've not read the story, so Gen- in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapters 37 through 50 is the story of Joseph. Yeah. So I encourage you to read it and get the details because it's a really cool story. Yeah. Really cool story. Many people think of just a colorful coat when I think of Joseph. Yep, yep. You hear <laughs> Joseph in the coat of many colors, and that's that's cool. That's fine and dandy. That's what we hear, um, you know, especially what I heard growing up and, and younger, but there's so much more to the story, and it's a cool one. So listen to it. But to get into what I wanted to get into with Joseph is is this fact here, and I'm kind of pawning this off of a podcast that went into a little deeper about this, and it's the Secret to Success podcast. You've heard me talk about it before. I'm talking about it again now. But um, 
let's look at Joseph. So Joseph goes and gets sold into slavery, mm-hmm. gets purchased by this guy, this this master named Potiphar. Yeah. Okay, so he's a slave. Well, he ends up becoming pretty much the master of or in charge of everything in Potiphar's house. Yeah. Everything in Potiphar's house, Joseph is in charge of. He's he's the man. He's the executive. So, yeah, he's the executive of yeah. the estate. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for Joseph, he's good looking. He was a hunk of a man, <laughs> and Potiphar's wife was like coming on to him, saying, yeah. "Hey, big boy, <laughs> I want some of you." And Joseph's like, "No, this is not right. Yeah. Like, you need to stay away." Well, she ended up telling a lie, um, and saying that you know he was making advances towards her. And he gets thrown into prison. Yeah, he went okay. running out of her house naked in that story. So yes, yes. <laughs> so he he gets thrown into prison, wrongly, falsely accused. Yeah. And then while he's in this prison, he ends up becoming like in charge of all of the inmates mm-hmm. while he's an inmate himself. Mm-hmm. He becomes in charge of everyone in this prison, and the warden's not worried because he's got Joseph pretty much running things for him. Yeah. So then what happens is he ends up getting an opportunity to tell a dream or interpret a dream for the Pharaoh. Yeah. And there's more how he gets to there. But, and he becomes the number two guy in all of Egypt. Mm -hmm. So I try to think of it this way. So here's this guy that was in this crummy circumstance. My family just, they were contemplating killing me. They decided to make money off. Decided, yeah, decided to sell me. Yeah, at least get some money out of it. And Joseph could have been like, you know, oh, my life is horrible. Everything's going bad. Why me? Why does this have to happen to me? You know, I'm supposed to be great, Mm -hmm. but this is happening to me. Ah, but no, he didn't do that. He he. I assume he didn't because. I assume he wouldn't have gotten to become the head of Potiphar's household by having that kind of attitude. Right, because he could have easily just hung his head and just like you know rolled over basically. Yeah, I feel like he and was let life just slip by. Yeah, I feel like he was the guy that was like, "All right, I'm gonna grind." Yeah, like I know God's with me. You know, that's that's another big thing with all this is. He had that peace. He knew that God was with him. He knew that God was watching over him the entire time, um, which when you have that relationship, it makes being in those circumstances uh, easier. Absolutely. And so, you know, same thing. He gets in, put into the prison. Yeah. He could be, oh, man, that woman. If it wasn't for that woman coming on to me i can't help but i'm so good looking yeah i know maybe i need to eat a few more cheeseburgers (laughs) here or whatever they ate back then or whatever whatever the sweet tooth was in there put on a few pounds in egypt yes but you know he could have played the woe is me card here he is a second time getting kind of pooped on more or less yeah no he grinded he went put his nose to the grindstone and What's he do? He becomes head head of the prison, in yeah. charge of all the prisoners. Yeah. And same thing, you know, the, and what happened in the prison is he ended up interpreting the dream for the cupbearer mm-hmm. and for, I think it was like the baker or something mm-hmm. of, for the pharaoh. 
and interprets dreams for them, tells the cupbearer, don't forget about me, tell me, tell about, tell the Pharaoh about me. Well, the cupbearer forgets about him for like two years. So here Joseph is two more years in this prison could be like, man, that dude, I interpreted that dream for him. He didn't pay me back. You know, he could have held grudges. He could have had that poor attitude and... But he, there's no way he did. He kept grinding, and then he became, you know, the second in command of all of Egypt. Yep. And I think, how many times have I, personally, had a situation where things didn't go exactly the way I wanted it? Not even close to the degree of being sold into slavery by my family, yeah. or being accused of something, a serious allegation, being put into prison. Yeah. Or just being neglected and not thought about. Um, mm-hmm. I've not had any of those to, to that nth degree. But little things, and I've pouted before. Mm-hmm. How stupid is that? Yeah. You know, I think about how stupid am I for pouting about something, something so small? Yeah. I need to just keep grinding. And so that's that's kind of my mindset and, and my thought and for tonight is... You know, even when we're in those moments of things aren't going our way, it's easy to put the blame on someone else. It's easy to have the pity party for ourselves. Yep. It's much more difficult to put your head down, grind, keep going, persevere. But that's what gets you the results Mm -hmm. of greatness. Yeah. Or, yeah, I guess that's fair to say. I guess it's fair to say greatness. Yeah. And, you know... The key thing being in all of that is, you know, God was with Joseph all the entire time. So how did he, how was he able to do that? How will, how am I going to be able to get through those times? How are you going to be able to get through those times? It's, do you have that relationship with Christ? Are you leaning on him? Uh, are you, when you start to have doubt, where do your mind, where do your thoughts go to? Where does your mind go to? Are you having prayer? Are you having yeah. conversation? Or are you pouting? Right. Are you grinding? Are you working hard? Or are you pouting? Yeah. Well, I didn't even think about, you know, at the beginning of Joseph's stories, has dreams of God basically showing him that he's going to be great and God's going to use him to do all these great things and people are going to bow down to him. His brothers are going to bow down to him. Yeah. And how easy would it have been to just be like, God, you were wrong. Why did I put my trust in you? Look where I'm at now. I think a lot of us do that too, even today. Um, and then we get upset when God doesn't answer us in the time that we want as well. Like you said, he was in prison for how long? He could have easily been like, you know, God, why aren't you taking care of this now? Why am I in here so long? Yeah. But, you know, it's all timing stuff. And Yeah. And he kept the faith. And that story is one of my favorite stories just because of that same, that very reason of, through all of that, he had faith, and um, it's all attitude as well. His yeah. attitude through it all was unbelievable. Now, there's obviously years and years of that story we don't see or read, too. Um, but overall, awesome dude. And and the last thing to, to cap on that, and I guess for those of you, you know, who don't know and how the story ends, Joseph gets an opportunity to see his brothers again and his father. And, you know, that's an interesting thing and a, and a cool part of the story. But one of the things that Andrew actually mentioned as we were discussing this before we started recording was, you know, one of his favorite verses and how powerful is this is Genesis fifty twenty. This is towards the end of the story. And Joseph's telling his brothers, saying, you intended to harm me, 
but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And so, I mean, just that thought process. And I think that was kind of what Troy was talking about of there's an upper story and a lower story. And, yeah. And, uh, that. Check out New Life Church of the Nazarene <laughs> to hear Pastor Troy's sermon on D- that. NewLifeNaz.net, baby. Check it out. But yeah, there's that upper story, and he saw that, you know, I could have looked at the, my every day-to-day story and quit, but I realized there was this bigger story God had, and I had faith that that big story was going to do big things. And to think like that, that was his perception of telling his brothers who he could have been like, I'm going to get you guys back now. You guys destroyed my life. Now this payback time. But no, he's like, hey, what you intended to harm me, I understood God can take some of our worst case scenarios in our life and make it good. And he did for all of these people. Because if I would have quit, then they would have known about this famine. I mean, and a lot of people would have starved. And uh, so, yeah, his perception on that whole thing is one that I know I probably need to start looking at a little more and even in my life at times, but yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the word from the six, five segment tonight. There you we know, go. If Preach. you've not, if you've not read uh, the story of Joseph, you know, I, I encourage you to do so because it's, it's a cool story. It's a cool uh, thing, thing, thing to read and learn and understand and lots of cool things to pull from that too. So. Yeah. Genesis is a great book too. So, that wraps us up great word justin for the six five and to all of you guys remember to stay stay manly